0: Right, what's
1: up, man? How you doing? Good, how you doing? Not too bad, not too bad.
0: I uh I heard during quarantine you spent a lot of time watching How I Met Your Mother.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, I actually finished I finished the whole thing during quarantine. Now
0: um, the finish is kind of uh some people like it, some people don't. Were you satisfied with how it ended?
1: I don't know, honestly. I I've had like six of my friends ask me the same question. Um like, yes and no, because obviously the whole show you watch, like, you want those two, Ted and Robin, to be together, you know, like, it's like, that that, that needs to happen. Um, yeah. It's like, that part is, like, nice, but then you the kids are like, why are you telling us the story? And I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you go through all this, and then the mom's not even oh. here. Yeah. But, no, nah, it, it was a good show. Was, I'll, I'll probably watch it again pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I got to the point, to be honest, where it just seemed like it was, uh, repeating it like just no, get to the sure. point and it was like too yeah. much of just dancing around to then how it yeah. ended i was just like i kind of feel like i wasted a little bit of time but the <laughs> first couple seasons were incredible
1: great show great show
0: all right guys welcome back to another footy and coffee conversations um i think we have a, an interesting story to hear today um so just to get started if you want to introduce yourself what position you are and what club you currently are playing for
1: uh, my name is Preston Kilwine. I play center back for New York Rebels Two in the USL. Very cool.
0: Yeah. So we'll start. Uh, we'll just kind of talk a little bit about your youth career. Uh, I know you started playing organized soccer at the age of four. So that's pretty young to be yeah. uh, to be playing soccer. But talk a little bit about your youth career journey.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's actually really really crazy. Uh, so growing up, we moved about I will say like four times. Um, so I started out in the Bay Area with Dienza when I think I was about eight or nine and I was playing up with uh, like the age group older than me, moved over to uh, Seattle, joined Crossfire, um, played there for a few years, I think I won one or two state championships with them, went to Snohomish United um, and then actually moved back to California and I wasn't playing soccer for about like four or five months, I was just like I took about a year off of soccer at that point. And just
0: burnt out or
1: what? Just Yeah, just burnt out. Didn't really like, I wasn't loving it anymore. Uh, you know, just, just sometimes you just get mentally tired, especially when you're like young and you're playing multiple sports and like you you start having more fun playing another one. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, So then moved back down to California and my dad and I are just sitting at the high school just like throwing a baseball one day. And we see this like guy coaching a, uh, an, a kid individually and go up and talk to him. He's like, oh, I just started a club. um. We'd love for you to just come out and, and see what it's about. It's like, all right. So I think I'm 15 at the time, 14, 15. And I joined the U18 team um, just like right off the bat after not playing for a while. Jeez. Um, and that I mean, weren't the best, they weren't the best team, but it definitely like made me have fun again with soccer. And so after that, I, I switched over to Diablo FC for two years um, and then went to the Dienza. Acad- I actually went back to Deenza in and Academy when i was a junior in high school so i ended up starting in dianza and finishing in dianza for my youth career
0: Came so it was it was circles. a long
1: yeah it was it was, long, it was a long a yeah. long long journey
0: uh in high school you were playing high school your first 3 years was it
1: yeah.
0: uh and you were playing as a midfielder and forward yeah what uh <laughs> how did they how did they let a center back get up to forward
1: honestly i don't know just athletic i think just i got a de- decent left foot so I just had to run by people and you know, high school's not, not the best. So right. it worked. Yeah. It was it worked. I had some nice goals.
0: <laughs> hey, it's always fun as a defender to get up there a little bit. Prove <laughs> prove you can do what those strikers do.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Um so you're yeah, you grew up you're on the west coast, um, and then you decide to go cross country to Florida. Uh talk about how you decided um where to go to university
1: um obviously the recruiting process is like long and, and difficult and there's a lot of school with a lot of things to factor in um so interestingly enough FGCU was actually like my first ever college email so like that morning you can wake up on your junior year and you get an email like they're actually my first oh wow and i was like and that's right after like all the dunk city stuff and i was like wow this school's sick like look at look at this um but just after that i was just reaching out to coaches doing a few camps um just tournaments basically just going to these different tournaments and. In california and people being able to see me play um but i think in the end my my top two were were university of new mexico and fgcu and so what led yeah
0: what led you to fgcu then
1: yeah so my process was just you know if something does happen with me and i can't play soccer anymore i think me personally i would be happier in florida um because in the end of the day you have to you have to be happy where you are and i just didn't feel like Albuquerque was the place for me. Um, as I in Florida, it, it was, it, yeah. You know, it's it's like it's an unreal place. Just the school and then the campus and um, just the, just Florida in general is just a vibe. You know, it's just it's always calm, nice, warm weather. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I actually live uh, an hour south of there in Marco Island in the off season. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's man. where I spend my off season. So I get it. Oh, I get it. It's, no, it's beautiful. Nice. It's amazing. Now I don't know. I don't know if I could have gone to university there. Um, I feel like I would have been distracted by a lot of things if I was living that close (laughs) to the beach all the time and maybe wouldn't have focused so much on studies or on soccer. Um, When you made the decision to go to FGCU, were you thinking at all professional soccer or were you just thinking, I just want to go to college and play?
1: Um, At first, it was a little bit of both. Cause I think going in as a freshman, you obviously want to, you have a dream and you want to do it and you go in as a freshman, you kind of like, you're taken back a little bit. Um, but I think going in, I think I was like, I, I want to be a pro. Like I decided my life's going to be soccer. Um, but I don't think I really like, I didn't really know or like have a feeling that it was going to happen until about my junior year. And I was just like, okay, like now I'm playing, like now I'm playing really well. And I started getting like a good feeling, good, good confidence. But I definitely went in with the mindset, like, I want to be a pro. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so freshman year, I think, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people on the guest the freshman year, there's ups and downs. There's trying to earn a spot. Um, I mean, you start out your first game and have, you know, an amazing first game experience and <laughs> collegiate career uh, against Princeton. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that
1: game. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, so my, my parents were actually in town. and My aunt was actually in town from California and Texas uh, it was first first game. I think I didn't play against Georgetown, obviously bummer. But then you come over and we play against Princeton there on, I think, a ten game win streak at the time, which is, I think, tied for the NCAA record. Mm-hmm. And I remember being late in the game and the ball comes out and I take a touch. And honestly, I still stay to this day. I just trying to hit to the back post anywhere. I didn't really I didn't really care. And it just sort of just like floated in, and then everyone like it just it blew up like on social media, and like it was just like just so surreal to have like that be a debut, and then you're on number three on on Sports Center. You're I was like on Fox Soccer during Bundesliga game, um, like it was just it was a crazy it was a crazy like debut.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe an unrealistic uh, way oh, to start sure. <laughs> to keep that train going for four years, um, but. You're also like, oh, this this college soccer's not so difficult then. <laughs> no,
1: that was sick. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is nice. This is nice. What was
0: what was the rest of freshman year like? Because um, obviously, being on ESPN top three, you're setting the bar high uh, <laughs> for yourself right off the bat.
1: Yeah, the rest of uh, the rest of freshman year was obviously not not as uh, as sick as that, but it was up and down for me. I think I played a pretty good amount as a freshman um, compared to a lot of the other incoming guys. And it was still just frustrating not being like starter like, you know, like you always used to be and stuff like that. But yeah, freshman year was just a, a big up and down year for me. But I think overall it was a good experience, got to learn. And I got to play with some really good players that are are playing professionally now. So I think it was it helped me definitely build, like de- helped me progress as a player and like a person, kind of grow up a little more.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you, we're saying like junior year uh, is when it really started to – take off that maybe this professional thing isn't just a dream, but maybe it can be a reality, um, mm-hmm. which, which coincides with looking at kind of your, your stats um, over your junior and senior year, uh, you become, you know, center back. The whole thing is, can you become consistent and mm-hmm. you both in minutes played um, in, in goals allowed that type of thing, you become very consistent of a player. What, what's kind of the turning point reason? What leads to that, that jump you make?
1: Um, so I think for me, after my sophomore year, I played PDL with Tampa Bay Rowdies, U23s. And we had a lot of good players in that team. But I think going to the USL trainings a few times and training with, you know, Joe Cole, Marcel Schaefer, um, some, some other big name guys in USL. And really being able to actually play and not feel like I'm, like, letting everybody down or that, like, I'm, like, I'm that guy in training that's, the weak like, you're avoiding. Yeah, like, I, like you're, I don't want to pass him the ball, you know? And I think that kind of gave me a big boost of confidence that, like, uh, wow, like, that is, that really is not far. Um, so, I think after that, like, I came in with just the mindset, like, okay, I'm going to dominate. Like, I I need to dominate because I can, I can do this. I can play here. And I think that, that just overall that experience in that, in that summer, like, really changed my perspective of how I was as a player. Got you. Yeah, you
0: had a – you played a couple different places during summer. Uh, you were at – South Florida, Surf, you were at Seattle Sounders, um, you were with Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm. Why? What, what was kind of your experience playing in different teams, different locations? You're able to see a lot of different soccer throughout the U.S. at that
1: time. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually was able to go with one of my best friends. Every every single PDL season, we always we went together. So we moved up from like the, the new club to the USL to like the MLS name, which is pretty sick. Um, but being able to just play with different players from different schools and like really know that like maybe like a bigger like top tier school, like you really are kind of like even, you know. And it's just about kind of exposure for a lot of a lot of things. Um, but then also seeing players that play D2, D3, NAAA and you're like, yo, you're a baller. You know, I think that was my favorite part was just getting to play with new players. Um, and really just being able to like just play football and not really worry about having to go to school, doing class, you know, you're staying in an apartment with your, with your friends and like you go to train and then you get to just relax. So especially yeah. like down, especially down in Florida, like that was awesome cause you know, you yeah. the beach right after.
0: Yeah, that's sick. And I mean, as you said, like PDL allows you um, kind of a little window into what professional soccer is like mm-hmm. instead of worrying about academics and all of that. So uh, definitely I remember some good times playing PDL. It's a great, a great way allows. to spend your summer no for um, sure you guys you guys have a lot of success at florida gulf uh coast you guys make it to i think was it uh 16 teams second, left round. second round
1: second round
0: um and then you guys have your record is 38 19 and 11 during your time um obviously a lot of success there i believe you guys were point eight eight goals per season given up which as a center back mm-hmm. i mean that's probably the the biggest stat of showing success, not just in you, but in the way that you lead and and play as a team. So that's that's big time. Um, talk a little bit about the process. You graduate. Uh, what is what is the the contract? The route to getting your contract look like?
1: Uh, it was it was actually very very different difficult for me personally. Um, I had a really good senior year. Uh, I had a standout defensive year, and the draft list comes out like the day or two before the the, the draft. And I'm not on it. And I'm like, I text my agent, I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? I'm like, why well, am I not? it? call my coach. So, like, I wasn't even eligible to be drafted by anybody. So that was, that was the most frustrating part for me. Um, but luckily, I had my agent, Sean Higgins and Bobby Berlin um, working for me. And they got me hooked up down in Portland right after. Um, I was actually still taking classes at the time. So I went over to Portland, I was there for three weeks, and, you know, it just kept getting the same answer. Uh, we need we need to wait we want the first like the first team wants to kind of see you guys and you know like usl season preseason is a little bit later than mls preseason so they go on trips they go tournaments and you gotta like wait um so i think for me i was just kind of scared to like just stay and wait and if it doesn't work out because they had they had also drafted a left center back so if it doesn't work out then you know now all these teams are going to be full Mm -hmm. um so I'm on the phone with my agent and I'm like, like, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to stay, if I want to try somewhere else. And then he comes back. He's like, actually, yeah, Red Bull, uh, Red Bull wants to, is a, wants to bring you in and talk to my dad, talk to, you know, agent. And they were like, all right, like, I think it's, I think it's a good move. I think it's time for me to go. And I actually went down. So I went down to Tucson to play the Sun Cup uh, with Red Bull 2 because the first team left for Concacaf Champions League. And I played a game against FC Tucson Phoenix Rising Mix on like two days after I'd arrived. But so Portland was actually there as well. So they they watched me You're like, so hey, I remember got, me? Yeah, so they actually watched me and I actually ended up getting a contract offer from them as well. Um, which is awesome to go from n- no draft list to having two offers and getting to that kind of leverage, you know, uh-huh. um, but just that whole like waiting period in Portland was just like very stressful. Um, and that that's when, you know, mind games start coming in and like, you're like, wow, like I'm this close, but I'm not, you know. Um, so I think like, just, it was just like a long process, honestly, and just being able to like, be in both places, be back in Jersey, be in in Portland and kind of see the route that people have going to the first team. I think for me, Red Bulls just made more sense. Because um, they have just so much history of pulling players up to the first team and, doing really well in their career so I think as a player I think that's like probably your, your main goal obviously is to get mm-hmm. to the highest level possible so I think this was a better route and yeah it was just <laughs> it was long
0: <laughs> yeah talk a little bit about the mental aspect of that that waiting game in Portland um you know because as you said you're you're so close um you're training with a, a professional team you're you're on the front door knocking to get a contract but at the same time it can be taken away and no other team mm-hmm. will come calling and offer you that so it's a uh, it's physically yes preseason's grinding in those situations but i think mentally it's it's so difficult when you are a rookie and don't have professional mm-hmm. experience
1: no definitely and it's it's kind of i mean it's not nice necessarily but you have a big group of players with you that a lot of them are in the same boat so you kind of keep each other like a little bit grounded but you're also kind of like i need to beat you out you know um but mentally it's just really just stay in you gotta just be like confident with yourself and how you play. Um, can't really necessarily worry about how other people are gonna perceive you at the time or anything. Or really like going doing stuff just to impress coaches. Just you guys gotta play your game. And I think like mentally, that was my that was my thing was just like just keep playing, just keep playing. Um, stop worrying about whatever happens. Whatever happens happens. Um, like you're this close. Like you said, uh, I think it's everyone's dream. And I was fortunate enough to even get a trial. And I think that was that was my mentality It was like i'm fortunate to be here and just yeah just stay confident and stay stay doing what you can do
0: what uh what's it like when new york finally offers the contract and then you put pen to paper what's that feeling
1: oh that that was like a dream come true that was really a dream come true it's just all the work that you put in for 20 years 21 years you know like all that work really like finally paid off and you finally got your first deal And it's just like a big weight off your shoulders. You just feel like you made yourself proud, you made your family proud, like coaches, like all your teammates that you have played with. Um, Yeah, it's just proud, like, just a proud feeling. Absolutely. Uh, Talk a little
0: bit. So you sign your contract, you're with New York Red Bulls too. Um, And then kind of in reality, like the hard work starts. Now you got, all right, you have a contract, but now you got to earn a spot on the team. You got to keep your spot on the team or else you can get cut. Uh, talk a little mm-hmm. bit about those first couple months as being a professional what's that
1: like it's it's different definitely it's it's uh a lot longer than the college season is um like a lot longer you never really realize until you get in there you're like oh my gosh like we still have another 4 months like i'm exhausted but i think for me like red bull is just a very like defensive um like it's it's Defensive, but it's attacking at the same time. I don't know if you know, like the rebel system and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, we had uh, is,
0: we had Patrick Seegerston a couple weeks. Oh ago. Oh my god, so my was, guy Patty. Yeah, yeah he was, so he, he you definitely in. know it. Yeah,
1: so it's that was my main thing was really just trying to learn how to play center back here so that I could be effective. Because I think at school it was more like not necessarily relaxed, but we could just play possess. You know, it's, it's hot, so you don't really necessarily want to run for ninety minutes like sprinting around, but i think learning learning the system and like learning how to play the system was my biggest key in my first like a month or two and just being able to be fit to play that system was like a shock to me um being down in portland i mean it's not we were just playing you know like it was it wasn't really like crazy or we just playing soccer play football and come to red bull and then they're screaming at me my first day and i'm like what, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing wrong? And then they got like, one of my, uh, my buddies, Jordan Scarlett at Tampa now, he comes up and he he's like, you know, like this, I need you to do this, this and this. I was like, okay, like, thank you. Because nobody had told me that. So I think just learning the system in the first few months is just key.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's a big, it's a big step. Um, especially I think of a position like center back, um, that's a position of leadership. So when you come in as a young guy, it's hard because you sometimes don't feel ready to lead, but the position calls for leadership. um Was that was that difficult to be vocal when you're trying to figure things out, but your position dictates that you have to be vocal?
1: Yeah, oh, it was it was very 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 difficult for me. Like just not really knowing what I was doing yet, and then being screamed at, I was just like, oh my god, you know, like, like uh, <laughs> I was just like stuck, and I couldn't like I wasn't saying anything. I was just like trying to just focus on what I was doing as like a red bull center back that i hadn't really known what it was yet um but i think after the first game it was just like all right now i need to start screaming at people you know like like i said you can't really worry about other people are thinking of you at the time you just gotta fight for yourself get your deal um Mm -hmm. but it was it was definitely difficult to like try to learn and try to talk and be that leader at the same time when you don't really know too too much about what's going on (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: um you have a lot of success though i believe you got the most time um of any rookie you had 24 appearances and 14 starts so obviously a good solid rookie season um a lot of rookies don't get that type of playing time mm-hmm. uh what what do you think was the the growth that you had during that first season
1: i think just coming in and really just having the confidence um once you get your first game under your belt your first start under your under your belt it's just kind of like it's a big weight off your back off your shoulders because you're like, oh, okay, the first one's out of the way, the first one is is really the hardest one to get um so yeah it was i was, it was i think it was just really growing into confidence in how to play um and knowing I can play in this in this league and and being able you know being in training and training with the m l s team and have people come down and levels you know right there you're right there, I think just growing into confidence was. Like through the year, I just went this, and I think that was key for me.
0: During the uh, during this off-season, um, you know, you finish your first year, you have success, but obviously, as you said, like the goal is to make it to the top teams, the top leagues. Um, what was kind of your your biggest things that you were like, this is what I need to improve on to get to the next level?
1: My, I think mine was just more consistency in the Red Bull system. Um, really taking taking things personally, Defensively, um, being a little more physical, but I think really taking it more personally and like, like being the asshole defender, like you need to do it, and so like I think that's that was my biggest takeaway. Just like I need to I need to be more solid and just be more consistent overall. So how do you
0: how do you practice that during the off season? How do you improve on that?
1: It's just certain certain drills that are just. Uh, tied to the rebel rebel system you know like you can do some technical stuff but then as soon as you do it as soon as you pass the ball off then you gotta just find the mannequin around you find a cone sprint to it and like get on it you know um really practicing like we call it rest defense um so really just like knowing where you are and where like your forward is at the time where your other center back is and just kind of like scanning and just imagining people around you um just yeah that was that was just my my thing was just technical and then get to defense. even though there might not be someone to defend but like just get to it and be set be ready and it'll it'll come once once you get back on the field it'll be like okay like this is this is easier now yeah that muscle memory
0: yeah i uh i always compare i say the biggest thing closest to to soccer is chess And people are like not away like like one's an active sport one's sitting (laughs) at a desk but I think, you know, you're, you attack while you defend. You defend while you mm-hmm. attack. And part of that is, especially for a center back, you're playing passes. You're obviously trying as much as you can. Can we get a center back to play penetrating passes? But then can you immediately put yourself in a position that if the ball is lost, are you in the right position to be there? Defending yeah, exactly exactly. Which, mm-hmm. which, again, you know, as you said, like consistency, for a position like center back, that's the biggest thing. Right, because yeah, exactly. ninety ninety percent of what you do, every center back does, is just can you mm-hmm. do it at the highest level of proficiency, and that's going to give you the opportunity to get chances to play higher. Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. Um
0: Going in now, now it's obviously it's been a weird year um, with preseason and and everything <laughs> like little, that. Just a little. Uh, maybe a good thing. I was I was thinking how mentally just strange it must be for rookies. Um, they're trying mm-hmm. to just figure out what first year professional means, and then all of this on top of it. At least you have one year of experience, so maybe you feel a little bit more settled in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how uh, how hard is it to be without soccer? Did it did it bring any um, like realization? Because you know, for the past couple of years, it's like you're always playing, 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 training, training. Now it's taken away. Did it kind of reignite maybe a new a new fire to be back out on the field?
1: No, definitely, definitely. We as a house, we're sitting here and we're just like antsy, shaking, like what are we doing, what are we, we're just going and running a couple miles on the road, like, I need to we need to play and I think being able to like, really think about think about it and like really kind of analyze your game is it gave me gives you time to watch video watch all the games. Um, and obviously that fuels your fire as well. So yeah, I think it was just it, it just like it definitely gave me more more hunger to be back. Um, and really like. I, just don't know, I don't know the word how to describe it, but just like really like love being back there. Because sometimes, you know, you're tired and you're like, oh, we got training, let's go. Um, but I think it really just wanted, it like it, it definitely brought back hunger for the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's the biggest thing of the actual like game moment that you miss the most that you can't wait? Is it cracking a tackle? Is it heading ball? What what aspect do you miss the most?
1: Uh, yeah, probably just hitting somebody, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it. Whether it's whether it's t- like going with the ball or just with the upper body, I think just hitting somebody. I think I missed that. I'm trying to
0: start a a movement that every team, when they get back to their first team training, that they film their first session of Rondo, because I think it'll be hilarious oh, yeah. just how how bad touches <laughs> are in that. Uh, yeah,
1: that, yeah. I, I'll I'll talk to my guys. See if we can do it.
0: See if you can get it going. Um, now you uh you made a controversial decision. In my opinion you had the flow you had the man bun you decided to (laughs) cut it um as a guy who has a man bun i'm i'm shocked one could say shooketh um what what was that what was the decision making behind that
1: uh well first my hair was just crazy it was it was way too long for me um i think for me like in florida you and you're playing you get sweaty all the time so it's like very greasy and it makes you look a little bit dirty if you like, you don't want to wash it every day, obviously, you know that. And mm-hmm. it makes you look a bit dirty if you if you don't wash it every day in Florida. And I think it was just it's just like time. I just need to get rid of it. And uh, my girlfriend was the happiest person. <laughs> she was so happy when I got it cut. And so, I have it now and she's like, oh, it's okay. Like, I like it. But I, ha- I, had to, I just had to get rid of it. No uh, no regrets with that? Nah, I would say no so now you move
0: you're playing in new york uh you're used to playing obviously you played some in in washington but then you had played in california you played in florida which florida is just like a swamp of heat to play games Mm -hmm. in uh was it challenging to then play in like preseason cold games up in new
1: york 100 percent. yeah we came and i think we got back from arizona we're supposed to have a training session and i think we had three days off from a snowstorm and um i was sitting with one of my roommates and i was just like I don't know if I can do this like you want me to go play in the snow like I don't know if I can do it um that was it was just like that was a shock going out and you're just like actually freezing like I have tights on shorts on pants on then I have an under armor like my training shirt a jacket another jacket over and I'm still freezing and like it was that was the worst getting getting used to it was terrible and yeah not not realizing the summers are so hot here was also a crazy shock to me because i had no idea
0: it's it's like both extremes nothing not for sure
1: it was uh, so we extreme
0: a, we had a player from australia on my team last year and we have uh, one of our first games it's snowing out and so he's from australia he's like never seen snow before or he saw it once but like you know just a dusting of it whatever we come in at halftime of the game and he takes his boots off and i was like what are you doing and he's like dude, my toe fell off. Like, I guarantee my toe was not connected <laughs> to my foot. He was that convinced because he had never experienced like that type of cold in his feet trying to play yeah. soccer before.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so different. It's I think, so different. and
0: I think that's, what's interesting about like playing in the U S is the areas that you play are so different. And so one day mm-hmm. you can be, you know, Northeast in New York playing a game that's pretty cold. Next game you're down in Florida playing game and it's crazy mm-hmm. hot and the adjustment for your body to then play 90 minutes in all those different conditions is difficult at first I think to get used to. Yeah.
1: And you don't even have a training session down there either. Usually you just kind of fly. Yeah. You train, you fly and you wake up the next day, you get ready, you play. <laughs> no, no real adjustment period.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Learn on the fly, I guess. Um, you're obviously you're young in your career of a professional. Um, hopefully you have a lot of years left to play. Um, And so this this question is more maybe if you had more years but how do you how do you find the best ways to improve on your play from where you're at do you asking coaches is it watching film yourself how how have you found the best ways to to look at your weaknesses
1: i think it's it's really talking to coaches and watching film um maybe not necessarily watching it with the coaches but watching that film and really analyzing and like why did i get beat here or like what could i have done better to to not let this guy run off my shoulder you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so i think video video and also just trying to learn from the first team guys watching you know aaron long tim parker amro um like even sean Nealis, um just really watching them and seeing how they do what they do and why they do it and like how it works so I think watching them and trying to like imitate them and cause that's where you want, that's where I want to be, you know? So mm-hmm. I think watching them and kind of watching myself and like just comparing the two, um, that for me was just, that's like how I, I was working on it last year and this year.
0: Absolutely. Uh, what advice would you give yourself going back 15 year old, you're just getting back into soccer after taking a little bit of a break. Um, now you're second-year professional playing for a big club, what advice would you give yourself at that point?
1: So I have two pieces of advice. One of them is school. Pay attention in school. Uh, actually take it seriously, um, which I don't think they emphasize enough. I mean, they probably do now, but back, back a couple years ago, they weren't really emphasizing that too much. I,
0: I, I'll I tell you what, before you go on with that, is that is probably one of the, the things that 90% of – people that have been on the podcast have said is really? something, yeah, something about taking school more serious. <laughs> they all, no matter what, are like, you know, I probably should have taken it more
1: serious. <laughs> no, for I, I definitely regret not taking it more serious, but at the same time, it it's a path in life and it worked out for me. So um, but yeah, taking school more serious, that'd be one of them. The other one is just really, you have to love what you're doing. If you're not loving it, if you're not having fun, there's no point. You know that you you have to love playing, you have to love training, you have to love fighting with your teammates, you have to love smiling and hugging with your teammates. You know, it's just really loving what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, you had a knee injury in college. Um, how difficult was that to rehab? How how uh, mentally, what was that like to go through that process?
1: Um, mine luckily wasn't too bad. It was just uh, a removing of a piece of cartilage in my knee. Um, it happened to be in the end of spring season, so it was kind of a. Uh, it's getting hot outside. You know, getting surgery, don't have to pray. I'm not training. Blessing in um, disguise. Yeah, so I, I got my surgery, and you know they're like, oh, you can walk the same day. I'm like, ah, oh, all right, I'm walking the same day. And I actually, I get back to my apartment with my dad. My dad flew out to uh, to Florida, and I actually was just like walking perfect, and um, I think that part for me was like, it's not so bad, honestly. Like not so bad. And then luckily, when I went to, I actually went to Seattle about 20 days later, maybe, maybe if 20 days, um, for the PDL season. And I got to work with uh, Mike Jennings and their like PT staff over there. And I got to go to the Starfire Center and do my PT there. Um, so that was, that was massive for me in coming back because I'm, I'm rehabbing with, you know, Jordan Morris is right there, or like some of the, the women's players are there and stuff. And, um, just, like, it wasn't really too bad for me because it wasn't such a long injury. It was more of, like, a five-week process. Um, but it was definitely hard not to, like, play. And, like, you get to a – obviously, you get to a PDL team, and you're – I'm from Florida. I'm up in Seattle. Like, I want to impress – you know, I want to do my thing. And having to wait those weeks was – that was difficult. That was probably the hardest part. But luckily, I just was – it wasn't too bad of a surgery. It wasn't too too too, too, too serious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's – uh.
0: It's interesting. It doesn't matter if you're out a week or a year, there's still some struggle when you're like going to the facility to rehab while the rest of the boys are going to train. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. never easy. It always makes you kind of more, uh, builds a fire to get back on the field. Um, and it's a, it's a different grind I think for a lot of athletes too, because it's one thing to work hard in the field. It's another to work hard doing rehab and things that it's not the same. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm, I'm glad you're healthy. You learn, I mean, that's all you can ask for from it. You know, Mm -hmm. and luckily it it wasn't a too serious of a thing to keep you out for long. Mm -hmm. Um, during your, during your career, obviously, um, you know, you're talking about, you have to love the game. Um, but obviously at times it's hard to, to always love it every day. There's ups and downs. Um, there's some days where you just, you don't want to be at training and that's just the reality. You don't feel like working. Um, so what's kind of your, at the heart of it, what's your why that you, you know, why do you play soccer?
1: I think I, I play, it just makes me happy. Um, it's, I, I was blessed with an ability that a lot of people have. Um, I'm doing something that a lot of people wish they really could do. So I think for me, why I do it is just. Just happiness, have fun, um, make myself, my family, everybody proud. So I think for me, like that's probably what That's like my why.
0: That's a good why. I mean, yeah, I always say people, people like if you're, a, if you're a pro soccer player, you're doing what people pay to do after work for fun, so. Mm-hmm. And you get paid for it, so it's not a bad gig. Yeah,
1: definitely. Not a bad gig at all. It's it's even on the
0: worst of days, it's not a bad gig. Um, you could be
1: stuck. You could be sitting in an office for nine hours and have some back problems.
0: Hundred percent. If you weren't playing, what would you be
1: doing? Honestly, I have no idea. I really, I I really don't know. Maybe I try my thing at this e gaming. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, you. Uh, I really have no idea. Yeah,
0: but you you played some uh the e game for your club against some other clubs. What was yeah, What was that like being a being a professional gamer for a short time?
1: So at my first game, I'm like, all right. This, I heard it was just players, whatever. I wake up the day of the game, and our, our social media guy texts me. He's like, by the way, I think I don't. I don't think I took it as seriously as I thought it was, or whatever. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I think you're playing some pro gamers. And I was like, N- really? And he's like, yeah. And so I come in my first game. Oh my gosh! I think it was in total we played two games, and the score was like 25 to one for Rocket for Rocket League. And I'm like, like I'm talking in my headset and like on the stream, and I'm just like. Why am I playing this game? What am I doing? <laughs> it was it was funny. It was a funny. It was a funny experience for sure. But yeah, they probably I
0: should have warned you a little bit more with that. <laughs> just
1: just a little bit. <laughs> so no <laughs> like...
0: uh, no professional gaming in the future.
1: I don't think so. Maybe maybe not Rocket League at least. I think mean, I think I need to start trying my hand in different games.
0: Are you like a Warzone player? I know a lot of a lot of athletes are playing Warzone during this
1: break. I I wasn't. Uh, until about two weeks ago like the end of like really the end of like our quarantine start before training i started playing again and i was like all right yeah i'm playing this now i was a big, was a big Fortnite guy
0: but you didn't do it during the whole quarantine you waited till you
1: i i don't know why i was just waiting oh man i even i even
0: started playing warzone i even, i bought i bought an xbox during quarantine because i was like <laughs> i need something to do so i bought an xbox and started playing cause, and that's my first system i bought in probably six years
1: Oh, that's amazing the war is awesome incredible crazy concept incredible crazy yeah concept.
0: it's so fun um so five years from now you're playing soccer still what have you hoped to achieve by that point
1: mls contract for sure um maybe even a look for a national team either costa rica or u.s um, maybe not a cap or anything, but just a look, just to at least be on a radar, but definitely to be an MLS player and like a starter.
0: Yeah. Talk about growing up as a dual citizen.
1: So I got my dual citizenship when I, I think I was actually 18. Um, I finally was able to get it. And I was like, all right, this is sick, this is awesome. Uh, maybe you know I can get potential somewhere and then it didn't really work out so you know, like it hasn't, mm-hmm. it hasn't at least yet. Um, But it's, it's pretty awesome having my mommy from Costa Rica and my dad's from Texas and just having those two like sides of the family and just so different, just like very, very different. Um, Like being a dual citizen is awesome. It just, it gives you a little more flexibility in, in certain aspects.
0: Yeah. And it opens up, you know, two doors for national team calls, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, So your, your hope mls contract obviously you keep um performing well new york's known for giving guys chances um so hopefully it's there maybe it's somewhere else but if you mm-hmm. keep growing you give yourself that chance what's the biggest thing um that you think your game needs to make it to that next step or is it not and is it i just need you know a chance at that level to prove myself
1: i think i definitely need to be more consistent like i was saying earlier mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that if I – obviously, everyone thinks this, you know, but if I got a chance, I think I would do well. I think I think I, I could be playing there. I think I could do my thing, but I think just being more consistent and especially in Red Bull is how, how I'm defending here. So, being more consistent as a Red Bull player, I think that's what, like, I see. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, so, you're done playing? Any interest in coaching? When you're when you're done, playing, not. Obviously, you're not done right now.
1: Thinking about it. Yeah, definitely. think I want to stay in the game somehow. Um, so I think for me, that would probably be the best avenue maybe a club coach wherever.
0: Yeah, I mean, center back too. you, you do a lot of communicating, you see the field, you do a lot of thinking. So I feel like it might pair nicely with some coaching down the road.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I have some uh, different experience, you know, forward a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, you can... I was left back. So I think I kind of know a decent amount. <laughs> Um, yeah, But, yeah, I think, I think I'd definitely like to stay in the soccer world.
0: All right. I like that. That sounds fun. Um, Yeah, so you, you played different positions. Do you think playing forward has helped you as a center back? You know, you understand maybe more insight into the, the movements and decision-making of the guy you're defending.
1: I think a little bit. Um, but I think now it's just you're at, the, you're at the level where everybody you're playing was that guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now every year, everybody's just like very good. So I think yes and no, because now at the same time, like he could do that. But then all of a sudden he's going to pull a movie, he's going to go the other way. Or it's just it's just just very different right now for me, especially because playing forward in in high school compared to center back in college and pro is just like, like, I think I know what he's doing. But
0: are you trying to say your high school isn't to the same caliber as USL (laughs) championship strikers? Um, what what team are you most looking forward to playing this season?
1: Um, probably, well, we already played Tampa, but probably Tampa or Miami, um, got a lot of friends and my girlfriend's down in Miami. So I think playing in front of them for the first time professionally would be pretty sweet. Oh, um, man, but Tampa, stadium. Tampa definitely just because I have, we, I got some, you know, rowdy history there and have uh, like a few friends on the team.
0: Any uh, Any particular striker? that you last year or this year that you really uh it was like cool moment to de- get to defend against them.
1: Uh, Juan Tejada actually so that's that was my moment for uh, playing against Tampa because we had not really known each other known each other but he went to a school he went to Eckerd down in Florida and we used mm-hmm. to play them in preseason or spring season and then played them in PDL both times and it's just kind of like that respect because we saw each other so much and um so I think that was my, that was pretty cool. It's just like, yo, know, like we made it. Like we've yeah. seen each other for four years now and now we're playing each other on, on the level that we wanted to be at. I yeah. think that was just, that was pretty surreal too, because you know, I can still talk to them about it and just be like, I remember you and you had no hair and now he's got the big, big fro, um, but so and I think you for used, was, to hair, I gone, used to have hair and now I used to have it, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that was that was probably one of the cooler things just because I had seen him and he had seen me kind of grow without really knowing each other.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, growing up together. Um, final question I want to get from you. You talked on a little bit, um, talking about university and your decision-making on how you decided um, where to mm-hmm. go. But talking to younger players, we have, you know, high school players listening in. Um, mm-hmm. What what to you is kind of the top couple things to consider when looking at what college to choose
1: first you got to just i think for me personally it was make sure that the school is like a nice school that you and like that you like if it's if you are going to a school that you're only going for athletics and, and some people do that you know that that's fine I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking it but really like loving the campus and enjoying like so I, I took my visit to FGCU and I the moment I stepped on campus I was like wow like this is this is sick it was a pretty small school still but like I was like wow this is sick so I think like just liking the area um, is is huge I think having your parents' input is also big so I think for me my parents also agreed that if I got hurt Florida was definitely a better option for me um, but I think like, it was obviously hard being away from family but having them support your decision for me was was huge and also there's the soccer excess, success that they have and the reputation is, is massive so FGCU was a big playing team um when I was getting recruited and that was just huge for me so yeah. I think just this I think the school and making sure that you know your your parents are kind of on board and what they're thinking I mean you don't necessarily have to go with what they're saying or what they think but at least having the conversations with them and then just making sure it's the style of play you want because if you're if you're a footballer and you want to play and you end up going to a school just because you like the school and the team's like the kickball team you know which a lot of college soccer teams are then you're not really going to enjoy it too much Mm -hmm. Um, so I just kind of doing the research watching maybe watching a game or two here and there um, just really like knowing how you want to play what type of player you are and how they play 100 percent.
0: yeah no I think that's great advice for for younger uh, guys and girls listening on making that decision was it was it hard to go you know basically coast to coast there away from your family
1: yeah i would say yeah um at first it's we moved a lot so the moving part wasn't a big issue for me it was mostly just being away from them which was hard um the first semester it actually went for the summer so the summer was hard uh being away from them not having a full team just like three or four of us just. Training and running every day, um, but it was hard to be away from them at the same time. But at the, like, you're in Florida, you're you're finally, you know, like I, I'm out in Florida, like I'm having a great time. Um, I love the school, love the soccer. So I think loving what I loving where I was at was balancing out the like missing my family a lot. Yeah,
0: and I I have a theory with that too. Like when you're the one that's away from home, those family members or whatever, aren't a part of your daily life in Florida. They never were. So it like doesn't feel as weird as when you're the one at home where they Mm -hmm. were a part of that type of life, you know? Yeah. That's just my theory. It might be Mm -hmm. wrong. We'll see. Um, But no, man, I appreciate you taking time to share your insight. Um, I like, you know, we've had obviously all different um, places of where you're at in the professional career, but I like interviewing young guys because for the the university aspect, you're you're closer to it. You remember it a little bit better. Some of the guys that are in their thirties, obviously it's it's been a while and university has changed a lot of even just how they recruit and everything. So yeah. I appreciate your insight. Um I'm excited to see you this year on the field, hoping hoping that you continue to improve, find even more consistency and can uh get that MLS call up. So thank you for being <laughs> thank on you, the thank, show.
1: No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Right, I, had to go get some, I had to go get some Starbucks, by the I way. I like it. coffee maker.
0: <laughs> I like it. Way to represent. All right, man. Take care. Have a good day.
1: Thank you. You too. Thank you. Yep. bye. Bye-bye.